Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. An amalgamation, yes. which means I made uh, uh, gold out of lead. And Beth West. Oh. Did you kiss it? Did I you did put not. on some lipstick and kiss it? Class is in. It's the Rock School Radio Show right here on your radio. My name is Joe Burns, broadcasting live from the campus, Southeastern Louisiana University, getting my papers ready to go. That's, that's good radio, doing it right by the yeah, microphone. You've got, right. we've got notes. I do. Look at this. Look at pages and pages of notes. Well, she's already spoken, so I might as well introduce her again. She shows up. What's your name, kiddo? Beth West. Hey. Uh, Hi. Uh, I was watching television to get right into the topic here because I have a lot of uh, information. I was watching television. On comes this story about Michael Jackson, who is, as we all know, dead. Yes, right. That's little, a fact. Little too much mm-hmm. propofol. I like to, you know, I can handle my propofol. I know. Well, you have to work up to it. You do. Yeah, you can't just, just jump right into propofol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to. You have to work up to it. Um, so. What the story was all about was that last year, Michael Jackson was real close to paying off his debts because his family was handling his post-mortem money okay. very well. And his debts were highly publicized. He was sure. highly yeah. in debt. He was in debt. And now the story goes that apparently he's going to be one of the most successful dead people around and the question is who's going to be in charge of the money who's going to get the money is it mm-hmm. going to be blanket and i don't know is the other kid named linus i guess but it got me thinking who are and you see these lists a lot you see them in terms of celebrities yeah. who is the highest paid dead celebrity and such but you never see them in terms of just simply rock stars unless they pop on the celebrity list. The you have celebrity to pull them out. List. Mm-hmm. Right. So what I did is I started looking around just specifically for posthumous sales in terms of rock stars who have shuffled off the mortal coil. All right. I found two lists, two major lists. The biggest one was on Bloomsburg, and they they yeah, dig, they, they do a lot of lists, kind of lists of right. those money lists. Right. So Bloomberg is going to be where most of this comes from. But then there were just list after list from other places, and I tried to take numbers that didn't quite match up, average them. So this list of twenty five is culled from these places. So you've done right. a nice little amalgam. I of, have. Yes. An amalgamation, yes. which means I made uh, uh, gold out of lead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that is what that is means. Is that what it is? I think yeah, so. Yeah, that's what that means. Right. Number 25, Buddy Holly. Now, this is what I have for every one of them. I have their date of death. I have their age at death. I have their cause of death. Now, I'm not going to throw that out every time because most so people know. So are we talking know. about like a, a span since they've died? Since they've died. It? So... Buddy Holly's been dead for a while. Oh, yeah. He died in 59. Right. But see, a lot of these stars die, and then nobody buys their stuff anymore. Well, yeah. So, it's only the top 25 made any money. So, Buddy Holly dies and was, and we'll get into this later on in the show, the first artist to have a posthumous 
number one. Now, somebody's going to say, oh, no, 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 not in America. You're right, not in America. It okay. was in Great Britain. It was in Great hang Britain. Hang on. We're, we're getting to the breaks. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> okay. Hang on. Since his death, album sales has been 1.5 million and his highest charting album post death was number 11, The Buddy Holly Story, number 11 back in 1959. So that okay. puts him at 25 on the list. Number 24 on the list was Jim Croce. Now, he died mm -hmm. in 73, plane crash once again. Mm -hmm. Number of sales, and most of these are since 1991 because that's when it was tracked. Oh, really? That's, right. It ha wasn't tracked before that. I'm you sure could probably they could, guess a little bit. I'm or sure look they back. could, but again, the lists I had only tracked since 91. Okay. Jim Croce, his highest charting album post-death was a number one album in 1974, You Don't Mess Around With Jim. Yeah. There you go. So, But $4 million, that's all he's made. Number 23, and the one we're going to play, Michael Hutchins of In Excess. Now, it's not says here, a car, not an airplane crash. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. If they say here, cause of death, suicide. Right. Yeah. Sure. Uh, go, go Google that one, kids. Yeah. Don't know what I'm talking about? Go look that one up. <laughs> Album sales since 1991, 4.8 million. Highest charting since death. Believe it or not. Only 144 in 2002, the best of In Excess. I had to look that up just to make sure they were telling me the truth. It only peaked at 144? That's it, best of In Excess. So oh, that's, man, I that's thought one that would the, be higher. That's but... one of the groups. Well, once you go on the, the show to find your new lead singer, it's all over. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. This is Rock. In Excess right here on Rock School. Second break, talking about dead people here on Rock School today. And those Always who... bright and sunshiny oh, topics. Oh, sure. That's right. Yay. Lollipop Lane, that's where we live. <laughs> Number 22 on the list of those who have made money after death. And again, most of these are from 1991 on, which is where, once again, we were able to cull the information from. Number 22, James Brown died in 2006 of pneumonia. Uh, the amount of sales since 1991, $5 million. And his uh, highest charting album since uh, Soul Brother Number One got that was, to that, that was, was it. Posthumous, um. That was his posthumous album, and it only made it to number one seventy. Roy Orbison comes in at number twenty one. He died of heart attack at the age of fifty two. He's done six point nine million dollars in his highest charting album after death. Number five was uh, Mystery Girl in uh, nineteen eighty nine. Not bad. And no, the one we're going to play. And this is what happens. You're going to have a lot of number ones in here. What happens is either the artist either had the album ready to go, right, and then passed. Or, it just needed like some production or right, something. Right, and then boom, it mm -hmm. went straight out. Or, again, it's learned, it, or gets learned very quickly, that once the artist passes, if you get something out Super quick. right now, yeah. And a lot of people nuts. have things that they recorded that just never made it onto albums you got and it. whatnot, and they throw that together. And you got it. That's what happened. In fact, that's what happened with Michael Jackson. Apparently, he has something like 160 songs ready to go, oh, and he sure. has them sitting there, and they were part of his will to make sure his children would never have to work. So nice. One we're going to play, number 20, Janis Joplin. 
she died in uh, 1970, drug overdose. The question was always, was it an oopsie or did she do it on purpose? $7.8 million since her death. This is, this is another case of it was ready to go. She was working on the album Pearl. Right. And it was 95% done. A couple things here and there. Put it on an album, send it out. It goes straight to number one. So take it. Take another little piece of my heart. Janis Joplin right here on Rock School. Okay, we got a whole bunch before we get to the next one we're going to play, so I am going to roll through these. You ready? All right, let's do it. Number 19 on those who have made money since death, Aaliyah. Do you remember her? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm Died a child, a yeah. Crash. Uh, 8.1 million. Uh, she had a huge uh, album after death. 2001's Aaliyah went to number one. Wait, when did she die? She died in 1991? Yeah, 2001. 2001. Okay, so there are a million teenagers right now named Aaliyah. I guarantee I'm, it. I, oh, I'm I sure. It. I guarantee it. Ray Charles is at number 18. He died of uh, complications of liver disease, but he, he lived till he lived 73. A long he yeah, did. Well, relatively. Number one, Genius Loves Company in 2005. Again, 9.7 million. Mm-hmm. Selena, this was really sad because oh gosh, that so sad. idiot woman who was the head of her fan yeah, base, yeah. whatever you call it, just decided, you know, if, if, if I can't have you, no one can have you, and put a bullet in her. That's tragic. It's it so is. tragic. Well, and she's made nine point nine million since, and and it's really odd because people who live in America sometimes are often so America centered. They're like, well, if you're not a hit here, you're not a hit anywhere. She's monstrous in when the she, Latino community. The summer that she died, I was doing mission work in um, Southwest Texas, mm-hmm. and you know it's got a very large Hispanic population, right. and uh, there were so many people there who everywhere, every time you turn around, people were wearing T-shirts like commemorating right. her, and that was all that was on the radio was all you heard. It was really sad. Yeah, that's too bad. Number sixteen, uh, the notorious B.I.G. Chris Wallace. Uh, yes, he was killed. He's made uh, just about $12 million. Uh, post-death, he had, in 1997, Life After Death, it went to number one. And then 1999, Born Again, it also went to number one. And then, of course, another number one in 2007 with Greatest Hits. See, he was produced by P. Diddy. Yeah. Who just repackaged and repackaged and repackaged. Yeah, and, and repackaged. I mean, it sometimes is kind of gross because you kind of think that P. Diddy... Yeah. Really, just did that to play on enough's his enough, death. Man. Yeah, enough's enough, man. And it felt dirty. Patsy Klein, Patsy Klein died at the age of thirty in a horrible plane crash. Twelve point seven million since uh, nineteen ninety one. She had a number five hit in nineteen eighty eight with Patsy Klein's greatest hits. And the one we're gonna play, Marvin Gaye, died April first. That's another tragic one. And it happened on April Fool's Day, so people thought it was a joke. Oh, that's it even did. worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, homicide killed by his dad. $13.1 million. Now, his post-death highest charting album went to number 41. It was called Dream of a Lifetime. And if I'm not mistaken, I have a, a song sitting up right here to play. Here you go. It's Marvin Gaye right here in Rock School. Oh, 
Okay, first break here on Rock School. Now, we're talking about, we're going to take a break here, talking about uh, all these dead celebrities, and ask you a quick question. Beth, is yes. it legal to own a person while they're alive? Yes or no? Is it legal to, uh, not in this country. Well, yeah, true. Is it legal to own them when they're dead? Uh, the person? Yes. <laughs> I know the person that or the dumb. rights to their... All of their stuff. Now, just answer the question. No. Is it legal to own the person when they're dead? No. Yes. As a matter of fact, it is. Uh, Wait. I, so you're talking about the I'm remains? Dead serious. Well, no, 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 no. Or the, the person. Person. The the physical. The name. Uh, the the name. The uh, what they looked like. All that kind of stuff. Can you physically buy the person? So yes you're saying no? you can. Yes, you can. Well, I don't. Um, yes, please explain okay, to me. Okay, you got it, you got it. Marilyn Monroe was owned by those that were sort of left behind when she died, right? Yeah. Along comes a Canadian marketing firm called Authentic Brands Group. They paid, Marilyn Monroe was worth, take a guess, how much money do you think she had when she croaked? Um, how much? Take a guess. Probably, I mean, $500,000. You're just about right. Yeah, if you took all that in. She brings in millions of dollars now. They paid $100 million to own her. You As do in any, everything. You, If you put her face on a t-shirt, you use her in an advertisement, anything like that, this marketing firm now owns everything Marilyn Monroe. Period. What about, um, I mean, how does that figure in with like her performance in movies? Does she? Do they get they own royalties? To they, yes, they own it all. Okay. Everything comes to them. In 2008, CKX Incorporated, it's an entertainment conglomerate, paid $100 million for an 85% ownership of Elvis Presley. This feels gross. It does. Doesn't it feels it kind of gross sick? and morbid. I don't want to have to Speaking of ever gross, work in that. Okay, good. Speaking, yeah, of, speaking gross, of gross, please. In 2011, New York State Senator Marvin Goldman introduced a bill. It did not pass. What was going to be called the Dead Celebrities Bill. It was intended to reverse the New York law that allowed those two things to happen. Now, there's other ones, but those are just two people okay. that you know. Yeah. And it would have stated that it would be a criminal offense to use the image of any deceased New York celebrity for advertising, merchandising, or any other commercial purposes without permission from their legal heirs, even if the heirs didn't own Oh, them. okay. You still had to ask. Right, and the ban would last 70 years after death, and it did not pass. But somebody also like you went, this is gross, and tried to <laughs> pass a, a law against it. But yeah, if you're alive, no, you can't be owned. If you're dead, yes, yes. you can be owned. You can be owned. How about that? That's, I mean, in archival training, you they always say a dead person has no rights. So, Guess um, what? It's with, so, I mean, but seriously, they don't, because then you that's when you can buy them. They ain't kidding. Hello, KPVL in Pottsville, Iowa. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> Pick up a few people while you're out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, Radio Universidad in Salamancas, Maine. Uh, get us on Facebook. Search Rock School Radio Show and like us. You really like us. Back in a minute here on the Rock School Radio Show. Okay, need one to get us to the bottom of the hour. I was telling you about uh, number one posthumous singles earlier on. I said yeah. that uh, Buddy Holly had one of the first posthumous singles, actually the first posthumous single. Mm -hmm. 
It says here the first one to pull it after death was Buddy Holly in April of 59 with It Doesn't Matter Anymore. Now, most people who follow the Billboard charts go, no, no, that's not possible. No, it was somebody else. Who do well, they say it was? Well, I'm going to tell you. We're okay. going to play it. However, I'm talking UK charts. Okay, so... Right. So in the US that didn't charge. That's right. Okay. You have to be real specific when you're dealing with trivia. Yeah. It especially was, music trivia. You got people it, or people crazy. start to lose their mind. <laughs> so if you want to really be picky, the first number one single to hit after a person hit number one after a person died was Body Holly, April fifty nine, in the UK with It Doesn't Matter Anymore. Also, uh, Eddie Cochran did it in nineteen sixty after being killed in a taxi crash with three steps to heaven. So there's oh. Well, two. that's very, uh, yeah, how's that for Yeah, that's something um, else, a yeah. theme. So let's go over to the United States, the ones that most people look at and go, okay, well, this is the one that I would say. The Notorious B.I.G. had a number one hit with Hypnotize in 97. I love that song. I do, too. Sorry, I just really love, I love. John love Lennon had one in 1980 with Just Like Starting Over, which was really awful because it was, oh, again, yeah. the album had yeah. just came mm-hmm. out. And you know. Jim Croce, Time in a Bottle, went to number one in 73. Janis Joplin had me and Bobby McGee mm-hmm. in 1970. And the one that just about everybody says what was the first posthumous number one hit. Because it was in the U.S. Right. Happened in 1967. Otis Redding, sitting on the dock of the bay. That is what most people come up with, but if you really want to be that person, <laughs> no, now no, you it's know. not. Yeah. Uh, it's Buddy Holly, actually, back in 59. It was Otis Redding on Rock School. Sitting in the morning Bottom of the hour here on Rock School, coming out of Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. I think the song that is sung every single time I go to see a karaoke performance. Oh, yeah. And it's it's not bad until they get to the ending part and somebody tries to whistle. That Yeah, so that's where yeah, it all falls apart. That's where it just goes right down the toilet. So, bottom of the hour, let's do the names again. I'm Joe Burns. Beth West. All right, let's do seven days and 70 seconds. These do dates, it. April 8th all the way through April 14th. Beth, I think you have Monday. Go. Monday, April 8th, 1977, the Damned become the first British punk group to play CBGBs in New York City. And then the floodgates open. Yeah. April 9th, 1970, Paul McCartney officially quits the officially, Beatles. Officially, officially. Yeah. See, that's the thing. What If you start looking at, at, at the dates around there, you get that, well, he left, no, he didn't, here's the legal thing, blardy blardy blar the ninth. The ninth is, is the it. Date. Right, that's the official date. <laughs> Wednesday, April 10th, 2000, Sony Music announces its plans to make digital downloads of music available to fans starting with 50 songs from Lauryn Hill, Pearl Jam, and other artists who agreed to allow the music to be downloaded. Yeah, because remember, a lot of stars said no. Yeah, they were, yeah they were not seeing the future as it was going to be. Exactly that, right. It's just inevitable at April, that point. April 11th, 1961, Bob Dylan makes his professional singing debut in Greenwich Village opening for John Lee Hooker. Friday, April 12, 2000, Metallica files their now-famous lawsuit against Napster, USC, Yale, and Indiana University for copyright violation and violations of the RICO Act. See, yeah. uh, Metallica could not see what was going to happen. And now you can download them anywhere. Yeah. yeah, you can get you them can. on iTunes. Yeah, you can get, legally, you know, but bad. you can also do it illegally still. Yeah, you think? Stopping Napster did not stop illegal downloading. It did not. It and just more? made me think of Lars Ulrich just 
in a bad kind of, way. In a bad way. Yeah, no, whiny baby. And it's still the same thing we used to do with cassettes. It's just easier now to copy CDs. I, yeah, I, um, I always have that argument, but... Yeah. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? April 13th, 2000, Gavin Rossdale of Bush collapses on stage. Tests were planned the next day, but were canceled when his manager said, No, no, thanks. He's feeling much better. <laughs> it was just a little dehydrated. It's fine. He's uh, exhaustion. That's what we call That's it. That's what you call it. April 14th, 1980, Gary Newman. If you don't know who he is, remember he had a big hit with N-Car. He releases the touring principle, a 45-minute concert. Concert video, and by the way, it was the first commercially available concert video sold via home video cassette. Nice Good little piece of you. trivia, How yeah. Okay, we got to get into another song. We talked about the UK having the first time a posthumous number one hit. Well, this has never happened on, as we're going back to the UK chart, this has never happened on the US chart. In fact, it's never happened on any chart. At one time, a number one song replaced another number one song, and both songs were posthumous number ones. Now, put this piece of okay. trivia away in your All right. brain. Yeah, Ready? I'm going to pocket this one for later to wow some people. Aaliyah, who dies at age 22 in a plane crash, hits the top of the charts with More Than a Woman in 2002. Harrison, who died of cancer in 2001, hits the top of the chart following Aaliyah with a re-release of My Sweet Lord, which, by the way, had previously been a number one single for him in 1971. So one song replaces the other. Both, both people yeah, both have passed died, away. Yeah. And the George Harrison song was a number one single before. Take that piece of trivia Whoa. to the bank. You bet. It's my sweet lords, Harrison, right here in Rock School. Okay, we are out of that one. Uh, now let's see if we can't get back to this list here. The list of uh, those who are the highest paid dead celebrity rock stars. Uh, number 13, Jerry Garcia, Grateful Dead, had a heart attack at age 53. He has made $15.2 million since 1991. Again, 1991 is the year yeah, that I Yeah, it's the have. year we're starting. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, let's see, highest charting since death, 81 uh, not 1981, but number 81. In 1997, he had a solo album, How Sweet It Is. Lisa Left Eye Lopez died in a car accident. I just, I'll never forget the fact that she burned down the house of some the Atlanta Falcons. I forget his name. Was it Andre Risen? Yeah. Oh man, she was pissed. She was. I think the reason she has so much is because they just keep repackaging the TLC stuff, best of things, kind of. Number eleven is Hendrix, fifteen point five million. He had a number three album in seventy one with the Cry of Love. But see, they just kept taking all of his stuff where he would sit in a recording studio, roll tape, and just go. Oh yeah, he would just there for hours and, and, and just, just play yeah and his that's genius. nice that we have that it is he was around for such a short amount of time it is it's nothing that the average listener would sort of go oh that's a hit that's a hit mm -hmm. but those who are sort of uh, who recognize the genius that he is other guitarists and all that kind of, just sort of sit and just 
pick their mouth up off the floor. <laughs> it's amazing what he did. And then one we're going to play, number 10, Jim Morrison, Doors, uh, died in a Paris bathtub. I've been to his gravesite. Oh, in, in Paris? I have, yeah. Did you kiss it? Did I you did put not. on some lipstick and kiss it? No, I did not. However, people did do that. Yeah, that's kind of, um, there's kiss marks all over. Right, however, they had removed the head. People had oh. chipped enough <laughs> that of the just head. Out of the, yeah. out of context, that sounds pretty crazy. There used to be they a, a bust the of his head. Yeah, yeah there was a bust had of his chipped away enough of oh, the cement. Oh my goodness, to right. take home a little piece of it. You got it. 15.9 million and the highest charting after his death was number 8 in 1991, The Doors soundtrack. Oh, from the movie, yeah. You gotcha. Here's the Alabama song. It's Doors on Rockstool. All right, second break here on Rock School. Uh, by the way, number nine on the list, we're not going to play him, is Freddie Mercury. Oh, Queen. yeah, I believe that. I can't believe he's not really higher. 19.3 million, his uh, highest charting album post-death. Number four, 1992, Classic Queen. It's uh, another Best greatest of, hits. Yeah. yeah, I just figured with the whole Wayne's World yeah. thing that yeah. he might be a little bit higher, but maybe Wayne's World isn't as important to other people as it was to my... <laughs> as it was to you. <laughs> my... <laughs> Here are, since we mentioned it earlier on the show, the highest paid dead celebrities. Now, these are not necessarily right. okay. rock stars. Movie stars, etc. Right. Number 10, Betty Page. Oh, yeah. Right. Hot she, stuff. You bet. Pin-up girl, yeah. I hate to admit that I had a poster of her, but... You Why know, would you hate to admit that? Because uh, it she... makes me sound like a jerk. So, <laughs> uh, uh, Steve McQueen is also, by the way, uh, ranked up there with Betty Page. They're tied for number 10. Number 9, Theater Geisel. Can you do it? Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss, good for you. Uh, tied at number 7, because there won't be a number 8, Marilyn Monroe, Albert Einstein. Uh, I'm not going to say number six because it gives away something. I'm not going to say number five because it gives away something. <laughs> Included N- in the list. Right. Number four, Charles Schultz. Really? Snoopy, 37 yeah. million. Wow. Good. I, I can believe that. Not going to say number three because it gives away something. Not going to say number two, it gives away something. Number one, highest paid dead celebrity. And this is in one year, 210 million. Take a guess. In wait, in one year? In one year, 210 million. Just died fairly recently, Purple Eyes. Can you do it? Oh, Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, Elizabeth Taylor. Now, that's going to drop off considerably Mm -hmm. because it it will wane, obviously. But, you know, Charles Schultz is still up there. Albert Einstein. I wonder if Elizabeth Taylor's is because of all of the different, like, she had the perfume and the... I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure they're repackaging a lot of stuff for her. I'm sure. Uh, a lot of her diamonds and such were you know, sold off. Oh, that's true. There's right. multi-millions there. Again, I think that's going to dive off. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, but... it's not the same kind of thing right. with so, the musicians. Okay, hey, we're going to be back in just a minute. We're going to wrap up this uh, wrap up this little list here and see if we can't get you all the way till number one. Back in a minute on Rock School. Okay, second to last break here. Uh, because of time and length of songs, I think I'm going to have to go all the way up to number three. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, number eight on this list, uh, Johnny Cash, over 20 million. 
his highest charting album post-death. Number one was in 2006, American Five, 100 mm-hmm. Highways. Is that the one yeah. that had Hurt on it? It was. Yeah, it that was. was an amazing cover. Number seven, Michael Jackson. It says, since his death, 23 million, because his death was post-1991, and he had a number one hit in 2009 with number ones because you remember they packaged yeah, it well, right they up and, it. I'm bet, it willing out. to bet in a couple of years he'll move up the list because they'll keep really re-releasing all kinds of stuff for him I think it's required again because of his um, yeah you said that he had recorded uh, right, a bunch of songs in his, songs will. Yeah, in his he, will he wants the money so to go to his be kids moving up. you got it number six Kurt Cobain 24.9 million it says here his highest charting album number one was in 1994 MTV Unplugged in New York he also had another number number one in 1996 from the Muddy Banks of the Wishka I believe W-I-S-H-K-A-H mm, I don't sure. know uh, number five Bob Marley 25 oh, yeah. million since 1991. I tell you what it is, is because of all of it. It's not the music, I don't think, as much as it is his merchandise. His merchandising, all the kids running around wearing their Bob Marley shirts. You got They it. know one song. Entirely yeah. possible. And they know Get Up, Stand Up. Yeah. And maybe No Woman, No Cry. Yeah. And that's about it. That's about it. Number four, Frank Sinatra. Had a heart attack, 26.9 million. And what I think is what gives them that is because of the Sinatra music simply being used for everything. How oh, many yeah. products have you seen sold products with blue and eyes? In, and, in all, so many movies, right. especially like romantic comedies and stuff, they always have that stuff. Yeah, there. you can't go wrong. Two people on the roof of a building in New York yeah, City. Play the Sinatra. Best is yet yeah, Sinatra. Come and they won't. <laughs> and somebody's getting on a plane. Come fly with me. You can't go wrong. That's with him, sure. You pretty much have to do it. I agree. And the one we're going to play, number three, Elvis, uh, thirty-one point two million highest charting post death. Believe it or not, in two thousand and two. Oh, I know what you're going to say. They repackaged his yeah. number ones and put it. It's Elvis. Yeah. How many times have you heard these songs? <laughs> it went. There's always to somebody who needs one. to rebuy. That's unbelievable. Elvis Presley, little sister, don't you do? Right here on Rock School. Okay, last break on Rock School. I've got two more people uh, that are here. Again, posthumous sales after they died. Uh, I didn't make up the numbers if you think I'm, you know... Because a lot of people are going to be, you're not right. I culled it mostly from Bloomberg and a few other sources. Here are two musicians, by the way, that are just outside of the list. Richard Rogers, because of the the amount of, uh, I guess, what would you call them, the... Tin Pan Alley type songs that oh, he wrote, right, Richard right. Rogers and George Harrison were just outside of the list. They didn't make it. And I brought them just in it. case I needed to kill a couple more seconds. Um, there. there you go. There you go. <laughs> number two, and I, I'll be honest with you, I thought this person would be I thought so too, would be when number I one. peek at the yeah. list. Tupac Shakur. Yeah, he's had so many CDs released or yeah. albums released after his death. Now he had nothing to do with 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 P Diddy. He was he mm. was Death no, Row no, no. Records, was he? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember specifically, but, but he definitely was not a P Diddy. Yeah, person. they have been re uh, repackaging and doing all of that and sending it out. But uh, yeah, uh, album sales since 1991, 32.2 million highest charting album post death, 1996, The Don Illuminati. <laughs> I sorry. know. I'm sorry. I, I'm just not as hip as I used to be. No, it's just... 
what? The whole Illuminati thing is just hilarious. Like some people really do believe that a lot right. of the top tier hip hop stars are, are like are part in. of the Illuminati. Yeah, yeah. And that just cracks me up. And what's funny is I've wanted to put together a show on it. It's just that because it's all rap stars, I don't have a playlist. <laughs> That's the problem. You might have to break your rule if you really want to do it. <laughs> number one, number one. Now you've looked at it. And I, I have looked I, at it. Yeah, and I, I, I was actually surprised. I at was it. too. Yeah. yeah, number one posthumous sales, John Lennon. That's really surprising. Right now, here's right. the here's the interesting thing about it. It's only four point four million solo. You know, his oh, nobody well, told me there'd be days yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 of course. But it's fifty-seven point six with the, the Beatles. Beatles. They've had right. so many reissues of all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so at Tupac Shakur, you're talking thirty-two point two million. Once you hit John Lennon, he tops over sixty. Wow. So I mean, we're talking just a jump from number two to number one. Tupac Shakur is fantastically successful. Lennon mm-hmm. just sort of is way over there in another oh, yeah, room. Oh, yeah, in another dimension. Yeah. His highest charting album post-death, you know this one, 1980 Double Fantasy, he and uh, mm-hmm. Yoko Ono. So there you go. Those are, uh, it's a ton of trivia for you this time around, but those are the top 25. According, again, to Bloomberg, I didn't make up the numbers, according to Bloomsburg and a bunch of other sources sort of culled and put together, them's the number one top 25 uh most successful uh, posthumous artists uh, around. So that'll do Very it. interesting. I liked it. All right. I'm Joe Burns. Beth West. John Lennon wraps us up right here in Rock School. Class is dismissed. The ball. Everybody's talking. No one says a word.